0: Okay, so I think uh, you know someone asked me tonight. You know, they said, you know, isn't there all some sort of uh, news going on? And I'm like, you know, I think the last thing we should do is is is, is cancel some Torah study, which actually might is is a very positive, proactive, productive thing. So um, I'm really excited uh, to share this uh, <clears throat> for. My friends who are alive, and then whoever hears it afterwards on the uh, on the podcast. <clears throat> so, just to keep before we jump in today's uh, way, let's just kind of follow the trajectory that we've been on. So, right there's 48 ways to wisdom. First week we discussed this. The, the first way to get wisdom is to study. We talked all about what that means. Last week we talked about. The second point in studying is effective study, effective listening, which makes sense. The first step to to, to attain wisdom is you have to get it, you know, when you talk. So you can maybe develop the wisdom you have. You can maybe share it. But if you're trying to get that wisdom, you got to hone our listening skills. So this week, we're up to number three. At this point, hopefully, you've heard some wisdom, and you've done that effectively, and you spent some time on it. And now you want to continue on that path. So this week in Hebrew is called Arichat Sifasayim, which literally means to arrange the arrangement of your lips. To say it a little more uh, in layman's terms. Saying something out loud um, to articulate and that's what we're going to talk about tonight because uh, you can hear something and do a great job at listening but the real test is when you have a test I know for my rabbinical uh, all my rabbinical tests they were an oral test to see if you could actually say what supposedly is in your head that's what we're going to talk about tonight and a lot of this, as I was preparing the class, I'm sure almost all of it we probably have learned before or thought about or couldn't figure out on our own, but kind of the whole way uh, that we, we put it together, it's, it's at, at least very good reminders, and I'm sure we'll, uh, I, I know I definitely learned some new things from, uh, this, from this ancient wisdom. Okay, so let's just start from the bare bones to arrange to articulate so when one articulates their beliefs out loud you find out what you really believe when when you actually get something out you spit it out it's it's amazing you know when something goes from here to there what it sounds like in a certain sense it's almost not real or fully real until it's and this is not just it's not not it's more than a text not writing, writing is, is definitely uh, helpful, but we're specifically talking about using our mouths. And I think it's it's really, I, I'm finding it very helpful to focus on this because uh, in our day and age, so much of what we do is not verbal. It's through uh, texting or emailing or whatever it might be. So uh, this is the third way. So we can't, as, as much as we're gonna use electronic um, communication, we, we, we if we're gonna be wise, you have to be able to um to to do this, so one way I heard is that words words are so effective, they're so powerful, they're like bullets, and we have to be able to um if we recognize that, we recognize how much they can accomplish and how come and how much they can unfortunately they can build and they can kill you know. You may have, you ever see someone, you see someone talking to themselves. It it strikes you, talking to themselves. You know, so you ever notice when people do that, why people do that, how people do that? It's a very, very powerful thing to speak something out. And sometimes it's used to an extreme, and obviously that's not going to make sense. But it is a very, 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 and this is the focus we have, and this is why it's a way to wisdom, it's an extremely powerful concentra- concentration technique. We're gonna go through 16 little uh, points on exactly what we mean when we're using articulation to speak things out and how that is a powerful concentration technique. You know, we've all been to libraries. We know as a kid, we're taught in libraries. I mean, it has to be quiet. In school, everyone's quiet. We're, we're taught to read quietly, scan things. I mean, you go to a yeshiva, let's call a, a yeshiva, a, uh, a Jewish conscien- consciousness study hall. It's the complete opposite. is when in Providence, they're all over the world. You go in and you see many people, usually in pairs, sometimes even by, by themselves, and it's very loud. It's almost deafeningly loud. And when you first come, you're like, "Oh my gosh, I, I can't do anything here," and it's a sea of sound. When a person plugs themselves in to this massive sea of sound, what it is, it's everyone trying to powerfully concentrate, and that the articulation is necessary. So while there's certainly a time and a place for a quiet in many many people who want to get used to intense studying the um the quiet is like is like you can't study so this is kind of like um you know when you have someone from the big city they go to a you know they go to the country and it's too quiet they just can't it's too quiet it's noisy they can't it's unsettling now when you have the person from the country comes to the city it's too noisy so whatever you're not used to you know, it, it makes you uncomfortable. So there's, this is right now, of course, this is, I know myself as a time and place for quiet and meditation and, and this to really, but there is a time and a place and, and a value in in articulating something out loud. That's the first thing, just to rec- to recognize that, that that is something that is of value, even though we've been trained uh, with good reason to be quiet in libraries and to quiet and, and to scan read and all those kind of things. But there's a certain level that uh, we need to appreciate that. So when can you use this skill? When, when is it appropriate to use articulation? Well, really, it's appropriate anytime that you're having a hard time concentrating. And if I'm studying by myself sometimes or I'm reading something or trying to tease something out, it's just a skill. It, it's a tool if you're just you know you, you may, could be you can go right back to what your 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 mind your quiet reading but it, it, it's it's it definitely will help and you can do it even when you're reading a newspaper you're just trying to get focused or trying to really like hone in on on what you're reading number three we've all had the situation and we've certainly seen others do it but i'm sure we've all done it too teacher asks or a speaker asks or whoever it may be you're in a social gathering and someone asks uh, the, who knows this and Hammonds I, I've shown you seen this many times someone sh- their hand shoots up and then they're asked and the person's like um, I don't know uh, and they f- they're fumbling and what just happened was they in their head they really thought they had an answer. But it wasn't clear enough that they're able to articulate it. And that means that that you didn't really have that wisdom fully. So that's the, the lesson there is we don't rely on idea in your head. If your idea has never come out of your head, it's just in your head, you don't know if you really know it. So you're forced to to, to actually do it. It's like, you know, let say you have a... Uh, you have someone who learns how to do any any trade, surgery, accountancy, lawyer, but they're all, but you know, uh, they, they're, uh they're all textbook. They never tried it. I remember I had a I had a um professor, and I have a degree in business administration, and I had a professor in a particular topic. And I'm not saying I'm sure there are professors who are able to perhaps uh you know give over information that they never actually tried. But I had one teacher I found it so hard to learn from because it never it was something that went, it was done. And, and that's something that we got to do. Um, don't just rely on something being in your head. At least get it out. And then you see, you may not know it or you may not, it may be something very different when you try to actually say it. Number four, we've all made Resolutions. I'm gonna go on a diet. I'm gonna go to sleep on time. I'm gonna count five minutes. Count to ten before I say something when I'm angry. Many, many. We all have our resolutions. I'm gonna be a better son. I'm gonna be a better daughter. I'm gonna be a better mother, better grandmother, whatever it might be. If you don't speak out the resolution, don't then it's limited in what in how real it is. It's all in your, there. There's a common statement. It's all in your head. Oh, it is just in your head. That's number four. If you learn something, and it's important that you want to remember it, you see people do this. Then we all do a lot of this subconsciously. When you learn something that's wise, so say, say it. Let's say something. You and be more specific. Say, I, um, I am going to, stu- going to. At seven forty-five on Tuesday night, I'm going to s- study the ways of wisdom together with some friends. Right? It makes it a very, very real thing—not just what it is. The more you, the more questions you can answer when you say it out. The when, the why—it's um, just becomes more, more real. Now let's let's tease this out. Let's say. A person is feeling not happy. A person is feeling not happy. So most of the time when we're not happy, it gets stuck in your head. It's just stuck in your head. The suggestion here is to actually talk about it. Now, most of us think, well, you have to have, it, have to wait. You have your therapist and pay two hundred and fifty dollars an hour and wait to have an appointment. But really, you can you can talk about something. By yourself, and I wouldn't recommend walking down the street doing this all the time, but close the door, go somewhere, and and actually speak out. You know, when you go to a therapist, a lot of the time, you're just talking and talking and talking. You can talk to a friend. You can talk to yourself. But if you don't talk it out, a lot of the times, you know, I've done this with so many. I'm not an expert, uh, but, I, but I have had conversations with many, many people, and when you actually have to speak out what's bothering you, you could have someone who's so upset about so many things. But when you ask them, and say, what's bothering you? It's like, I can't quite put a uh, word on it. But you know, you, you got to be able to do that. Because maybe, maybe something is not as wrong as you think. You certainly won't be able to fix it if you can't get that clarity. You, somehow that's the way Hashem made the world. We'll talk about that more. That you, you get that out, you're not going to have clarity. Now the thing is this is, a, this is this is a lifelong skill to to develop. We've all been working on it. People work on it their whole lives and it's only gotten harder to to develop. So in the meantime, and yes, yes, uh, writing digitally is helpful. But I believe I've heard that studies have shown that actually taking a piece of paper, notepad and putting it in front of you, that action, you sit there, put down the piece of paper in front of you, it sets off a reaction. Okay, there's a blank piece of paper, and write out your thoughts on the paper. I know when I study from my, uh, my rabbinical exams, my goal is to every single thing of the entire information for the test, I type it up. Ideally, I would write it, but it would take me way too long, and I have a horrible handwriting. Um, but so this articulation idea, well, it's used best and most powerful and most effective when you actually verbalize things, but the concept is there to whatever degree you can articulate. So you, you, this is the concept of a diary. That's why diaries were around for, around for, for so long, and that's why blocking has become popular. Obviously, there's downsides there. But all the things we're talking about, at least you can write it out. You know, you you see if you can't write it out, and you have a certain amount of clarity that you don't have. And when you do write something out, you can ultimately, you you, you develop a tremendous amount of clarity. Have you ever asked someone something, or you've been asked something, and you say, you know what, I got to think about it. What happens nine out of 10 times when either you say you think about it or someone tells you they got to think about it? Most of the time you don't think about it. If you do actually think about it, likely what happens is you agonize about it. You stress about it. You wonder about it. And you most of the time will come to the conclusion that you just flip a coin. Well, if that's all you're going to do, and you think about it, that, that that's just counterproductive. You're just causing yourself pain and haven't really thought about. it. Well, there's a nice tool, and you can do this verbally, and you can start it on a piece of paper and do it out. Is that? And this is again. This is not. This is not rocket science. But with all these all all these simple things also they're not simple things are really important too but everything's in the torah it's incredible everything you know is in the torah so you do is you write on one side the pros on one side the cons and then you attribute values to them one to three and then when you do that exercise you've articulated the pros and the cons and not just the, the details but their their value and then you add them up, and often the answer is all obvious. So when you say I'm going to think about it, and that's inducing tons of stress. And as a as a little bit of a mentor in uh, you know for the rabbinical students, you have young men, 18 to 22, making all kinds of decisions, and and often the decision is not even being thought about, just agonized about or stressed about. So when we say articulation, articulation is is is, is a productive way of thinking, and um, And making decisions and obviously the best ways to talk about it but paper is very very helpful we talked about this really last there's certain things that are going to keep coming up but they're on each specific uh way it's important to focus on them you know i there's someone who asked me about these ways and they 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 they, had listened to the class and they said you know what i find that these ways they're a little bit too abstract and I said, you know what, the reason why they're a little bit abstract is because they're intense. This isn't fluff. We're trying to develop a skill that is not easy. And, and, and there's details there that we tend to ignore. So if I don't want to get too hung up on any one example or any specific way because that's not what it's about. It's about developing the way to do it. It's like when I, uh, I think it was in third or fourth grade. I wanted to be one of those people on the on the uh, on the keyboard. I wanted to be able to flip around and zoom up and down the keys. And after three weeks, like I gave up and I, I I quit because it was boring, you know. But those were the basic skills and anything like that. You got to get the basic skills and, and and that's obviously hopefully it's interesting, but we're trying to uh, develop a very specific thing. So it means kind of going through it and and really breaking it apart so one thing that articulating now the, the shorter we know when we the shorter you can say something means the clearer you have it If it takes something takes a long time to say something a lot of times that's because you don't have a clear and you, you could have said the same thing in one sentence and that's the beauty of the of the of the five books of Moses God says things in the most succinct way possible and if it's not succinct we know there's something there that's teaching us. And that's why slogans, you've looked most uh, major companies have all kinds of slogans. You know, you have, it's the real thing, fly in the friendly skies, just do it, like, right? There's all this, you know, got milk, because it's a succinct message that you can articulate and you can say it over and over again. It makes an, it makes an idea very present and real. So just think of something, you know, people, we do this all the time. It's like, I got to finish. I got to finish. I got to And you speak things out and don't keep up the slogan until you're done. You certainly have seen that a lot going on in the world right now. We have a slogan. Shema. Shema Yisrael Hashem Lokeno Hashem Achad. It's listen to Jewish people. Our God is all powerful. For God, he'll, he'll, he'll always be here. Slogans are a quick and effective way to articulate our core thoughts or a core thought. They enable us to remain clear about our goals and motivations, particularly when we're confused, tired, or both. Instead you know, of having to, you know, access a whole idea, a quick slogan it it's, uh, it clues you in. You can ask yourself. It doesn't have to be necessarily a specific slogan. It could be a line that you use that gets you going. Like, what do I hope to accomplish with this? And then put your answer into a slogan. And just things that, whatever, whatever makes you work. Now I have my things I, I say from certain lines in the songs, certain lines I've seen of wisdom. And Judaism is through that. In fact, the whole 48 Ways to Wisdom is that. This 48 Ways. And each of them are a slogan, an idea because you have an old whole, lot. you could spend hours, and all you got to do is okay, yeah, effective listening, and all those things that it, that it means. Here's some famous Jewish slogans. Maybe they work for you. You know, it's a mitzvah, to always be happy. That's a great thing to, if that makes you work, then you memorize it, and you really, and when you say it, you know, let's say you're not in a good mood, you say it's a mitzvah, to always be happy. You don't believe it right? You repeat it and you repeat it and you repeat it until you really mean it. The world stands on Torah, prayer, and kindness. External affects the internal. Everything happens is for the good. God is good. God loves me. Life's good. It helps in- increase your focus in general and increase, increases your focus in life. And try saying these things out loud, over and over. You see this with very, very powerful speakers. They They work on this. And if you really want to get intense, you can ask yourself, "What am I living for?" Say that out loud. It's uh, whatever works for you. Sloganize it. It's a funny word. Number ten, and this is where this is just incredible. Get feedback. You know, I took a, a couple of public speaking courses. Essentially, what public speaking courses do, at least the ones that I, the, the the two that I've taken, is you prepare something. And then basically, you're, you're 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 like put out to the wolves. The whole class is told to critique everything you're saying and see if you actually made sense. Remember, we had a thing you had to explain something, like you had to explain to someone in writing or in verbally how to how to tie your shoes, and the person had to follow your instructions. And it was all kinds. Of, you had to, you know, everyone had to do that. Everyone had to take something, give instructions for it. And if people followed your instructions, was it effective? Articulating something. Well, that's what feedback does. Ask a friend, can I speak this out to you? And if the friend is, you know, just, you're honest, you want to, and the person tells you, you know what well, you're saying, I'm not clear what you're saying. And then you say it again, and you say it again. Or you could do it with yourself. It's obviously better with someone else. But sometimes your your friend will say you're trying to give a pitch for something. And your friend will say, you know what? You don't really believe what you're saying. If you speak it out loud, you, you may not believe what you're saying. Let's say I want to say, I am a really important person. I am a really important person. I'm a really important person. Right? So getting feedback from other people and at least getting feedback from yourself. If you can't convince yourself, you're not going to be able to convince someone else. And if you can convince yourself, you likely will be able to uh, to convince someone else. I know this from fundraising. I remember, I remember the first, I was 17 years old, 18, maybe 18 years old. And I was sent out by my school to do a little bit of small fundraising. Now I was, I was 17 and I was going, we, we went in groups of pairs and I went with a friend of mine who was like 21, 22. And he, we took turns being the one who gave the pitch or at least to start the pitch and i started off and after the house the guy gave it to me he's like you sound like this is like hi oh, this is my institution oh, you know very very like i couldn't care less about this institution he's like if you're not convinced on it they're not going to be convinced on it and uh that's with anything in life so if you're trying to communicate something, even to yourself you know you you, you want to get yourself to do something you may not be convinced and if you think about a time when you may have been disappointed with certain results from a situation or somebody or yourself, you know, it's possible that maybe you never really meant it, really. It was in your head, you thought you did, but this is what articulation does it helps you clarify ideas. Number 11, are you something out? And this is what happens in rabbinical schools, but argue it out. Say uh, you're deciding who to vote for. For what? I don't know. Maybe for the head of the of the NBA, uh, whatever it might be. You're, you're deciding where to go on vacation. You're deciding what school to go to, which class to take, what restaurant to go to, what you should what you should you do for the weekend. Literally, speak out and the whole thing. Argue with yourself. All right, this like that. And this is what they do in yeshivas. I do it myself. When I study, what, what does the Talmud say? Oh, they would say, no, can't mean that, right? It's a simple one. Number 12 review events out loud, puzzle out an event. You had an experience, so you can concretize the experience in words. What do you mean? You ask yourself, what? does this experience mean? What did I hear? What 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 did it mean? What am I going to do now that I've had this? And if I'm not going to do anything about it, why not? Often, there's not a good reason. Sometimes there is. Deal with the issues. If you don't articulate it, you often are not dealing with the issues. Articulate the important events of your life. Look back at a wedding, at a funeral, a graduation, and say all that to yourself. What did I learn from this? Strive to understand the experience before, the after. This puts you in control. And it makes everything much more integrated into your actual consciousness. Try articulating your blessings. I have a a, a, a rabbi who one time shared me this advice he tells everybody. He says he hasn't met anyone who hasn't significantly changed their life. It's not an easy thing to do. That's why I think people don't do it. But he said five minutes a day, this is the thing that is well known, to write down, five, spend five minutes writing things that you're thankful for. Or imagine speaking that out. You're such a, such a, forget wise. Well, in order to be wise, you've got to be happy. But it, it, it just totally makes you, it makes you really, really happy. And if you, so it kind of goes like this. You'll get to know yourself better. Because you know, when you talk, someone talks to you, you get to know them. You talk, talk out, you may get to know yourself better. And when you know what you want, so then you can go and you can get it. Right? You don't know where it is, you can't get it. If you know what's holding you back, you can eliminate the obstacle. If you know what your pleasure is, you can enjoy it. There's so much you can do when you get to know yourself better. And if you don't know yourself, which we all to some degree don't. You're, then we're confused and it's kind of hard to utilize all your powers if you're confused number 13 this is something again these are all things that are part and parcel and been done for thousands of years in the study of torah and this is where, where it's a skill it's, it's a skill of how to get wisdom if someone feels they don't have wisdom then these skills really help you so this is about having a mantra. You have a song. Sometimes son- a song could be distracting. But at a certain point when you're getting in your zone and you're really thinking and articulating a certain rhythm, a certain song, a certain mantra, a music, it helps you. helps you. And and, and when people study Torah, it's actually what they do. So everyone, that works definitely for different people, but it's, but it's a very real, real thing. I do this. But we all do it. Every year, someone says, "Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's go, let's go, let's go." Those words are helpful, and whatever words get you going, move yourself with words. You're not supposed to drive you crazy or make you be neurotic. It's you want to surface your rationalizations, so you can get a clear picture of what you're trying to do. It's a way of putting the different parts together to get them to work in unison. And to eliminate the blocks that are holding you back. Number fifteen. Try giving yourself a daily pep talk. Now you can pay lots of money to get a pep talk, but really, just simple. Today is a today is a great day. It's full of possibilities. Life is beautiful. I'm happy. I'm alive. I'm going to be full of joy and apply everything that I know. Today I'm going to try to. I'm going to accomplish my goals. You're revved up. You're ready to go. You speak that out. It just, you're ready to rock. Even the night before, you can speak out. Tomorrow, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And now the opposite works also. If a person's angry, upset, sad, depressed, you talk about it to yourself, at least. You talk about, well, why am I depressed? Then you think about why you are, or why you're not, or what you can do about it. Now, once you, you can, it's just a different world if you do that. And number sixteen, before we get to how this plays into the whys, the why, why is this a way to wisdom? Why is that we kinda obvious? But the last thing is this is this is maybe the most important. We see how powerful articulation is. Articulation the other way is just is devastating. Just as powerful and devastating. A person says, I'm a failure, I'm worthless, I'm not smart, I'm an idiot. Why do I always do that? We do this all the time. Hopefully not to other people and hopefully not to ourselves, but this power can really, so at least to maybe, I mean, one point is to not do the negative, but it's really, you need both power and it's very, very powerful. Negative self-talk, when it's in your head, it's horrible. Articulate is even worse. And we all do it. We all do it. Yeah, I'm so dumb. Why do I keep doing that? Right? Okay. So why are we going to do this? Okay, we basically talked about what it is, speaking things out, details, the more questions you can speak out, the better, the how, the what, why, when, which. Well, the first reason you want to make sure that you do this is because you don't want to just sleep through life, dream through life. This keeps you present, proactive. Number two, you really will have a lot of fuzzy ideas about the not important things and important things. It it allows you to have an objective understanding of what's going on, a right perspective. You know, today things are varying with having audio visuals. What's an audio visual? Because it's proven, and we see this in the Torah, the more senses... That you have, your sight, your touch, your feel, uh, your, 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 your listening, your taste. The more senses you have going on, the more real it is, the deeper it's in your bones. So when you say something, you're using, you, you, your, your, your whole body moves. You can speak with your whole body. You can speak. start speaking from your toes. The more you, it's real your muscles are moving, your bones are moving. Number four. This is a little bit deep. We learned a couple of weeks ago, I think I even mentioned it in the Parsha class, that when God made man, he called him a nefesh chayah. The, the distinction that he made about man is a, a living soul. And many of the commentary say, the, and the Talmud speaks it out, that... It means a talking soul. Because a body, a human being, we are, we're a hybrid. We're, we have our physicality, which basically is passions and lusts and desires and earthly things. And we have our soul, which is our ideas. And the, the goal in life is to connect them. Well, our speech is what connects them. Our speech is what takes ideas and brings them into the body. So the more we, that that's the purpose of speaking. That's actually our number one trait, our defining trait as human beings. So that's why speech is so powerful. And again, we said that just words are powerful. They are so, so, so powerful. They're powerful to, to, to wake us up. They can make us great. They can tear us down and they can lull us away from anything. So let's go over before we uh, give ourselves a little assignment here. We said, when you say things out loud, it helps you clarify fuzzy ideas. When you articulate, you you make them objective. The more senses you involve, the more of an impression it leaves on you. When you speak, it's an expression of who you are. And we all need a sounding board. We need a feedback system. At least be your own feedback system. Never say I can't, because then you won't, even if you could. And we just said that language is the bridge where body meets the soul. Talking out loud keeps you from falling asleep and daydreaming. Words are a reality. To say is to be. And we... Just to look back at a few other ideas that we said, we said how this helps us with decisions, it helps us be happy, helps us know if we really, really know something. Uh, You can spend so much time on something and you may be more productive. We may not not even know it. Talked about sloganizing. We talked about when you make a resolution to speak it out. So Just kind of to sum up over here at the end, kind of to give ourselves a take home. So let's think of what you want to develop this muscle for when you really, really need it all the time, but when you really need it, try taking something very, very simple um, and that has pros and cons. Let's just say, I don't know what you're going to do over the weekend, what you're going to do for food for the week, whatever it might be, and write the pros and cons and then give them a value system and see how it goes. And that way you have the skill when you have a tough decision. That's the easy one. Now, think of five pieces of wisdom that you've heard. It could be secular, it could be Jewish, whatever it might be. And things that you, you, you believe to be true and, and and they're important to you and say them to see how out loud to to, to till so you convince yourself that they're really important and, and that your articulation is in sync with what you think. Right? Let's say you think uh, Shabbat, this week is the Shabbos project, right? People all over the world are trying to do something special for Shabbos. You say to yourself out loud, Shabbos is very important to me. Shabbos is is the, one of the cornerstones of the Jewish faith. Right? And you, you, you make a resolution and you speak out the resolution until until you really convince yourself and that it's really something real. And that's the plan. So think things through, articulate, and you'll be surprised about how much clearer or maybe uh, you really want, want to go back to the drawing board with something. So have a great rest of the week. Everyone should be, uh, stay calm and God run to the world. And uh, if we keep on studying... Effective listening and saying things out loud, we're well on our way to wisdom.